Blog Talk Radio. Reports received by the Voice of the Martyrs show that in recent weeks, attacks by Muslim extremists against believers have reached alarming levels. A Syrian international news agency and cable news network reported that on November 22nd, three believers were killed in Mosul. Despite increased attacks, believers remain courageous and steadfast in their faith. Assailants entered a shop owned by two Christian brothers, Sadhana and Wadhana, and shot them. Wad was killed instantly, and Saad succumbed to his injuries a few hours later. In an unrelated incident, later in the day, police found an elderly Christian woman strangled in her Mosul home. Ask God to comfort those mourning the loss of these believers. Ask God to bring His peace to Iraq. To learn what it means to serve God in Iraq and many other restricted countries, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter at 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Call 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. I was taking in some beautiful views. I was standing in the midst of many hundreds in the courtyard in front of the Notre Dame. A famous, a beautiful Catholic cathedral that the people from all over the world travel to. However, on this cold but bright day in Paris, just standing in the midst of hundreds of people milling around, marveling at the beautiful cathedral, suddenly... I was approached by a demonically insane man filled with devilish fury. He lunged at me without any notice or cause and placed his rough, calloused hands around my neck. He began to choke me. As you can imagine, I was shocked as this madman was coming out of nowhere strangling me. He was just glaring at me as if He didn't know what he was doing. He was face to face with me, eyes glazed over with evil. I believe he went to a demonic trance state. 
It took a minute to realize what was occurring. I'll be honest, it startled me. A demon had invaded this man and compelled this man to where I was standing in front of the Notre Dame in Paris, France. I believe the demons, the devils, compelled this man to where I was standing, attempting to kill me before these hundreds of people. I prayed in Jesus' name, and I shoved the man off of me. I have been physically assaulted before, many, many times by demonic powers, and know the amount of strength they possess, as they are murderous spirits seeking to kill the people of God. Don't be naive, my friends. They are murderous, destructive spirits seeking to kill and destroy the people of God, especially those in the front, front, front line front lines of ministry, but God prevailed. God prevailed in this Notre Dame experience, and this man quickly departed. The devil was at work on this day. And it should be interesting. It was interesting to note that I had been warned by a woman of God in a Methodist church sometime prior. <laughs> that the enemy would seek to kill me in such a manner. God gave this woman a dream, which I was in, and she noticed the demons were attempting to strangle me. In the dream, recently I was threatened by some dark forces of Satan. They're desiring to use a person under their domination, to hunt me down, to place their hands around my neck and attempt to murder me. I remain prudent and watchful as I know God is warning me, but I trust in the sacred atoning blood of King Jesus, for I know that I am saved from my enemies. This is the second part of a series of testimonies on the sustaining power of Jesus Christ to deliver you from death, to deliver you from sabotage, to deliver you from Satan's ploys and plots and conspiracies. I am truly safe from my enemies. You know, I, I go back to Luke chapter 4. It's a fascinating passage. If you look at verse 28, Luke chapter 4, verse 28, so all those who were in the synagogue, when they heard these things, they were filled with wrath. And they rose up and thrust him, we're speaking about Jesus, constantly in a frenzy about what Jesus was teaching in synagogues and in the marketplace and what his disciples were teaching, constantly being driven by devils They went after Jesus Christ out of their minds, constantly, irrational, chasing after Jesus, hunting him down. They were filled with wrath. As Jesus' truth to power, demons entered these individuals, and they rose up and thrusted him, Jesus, out of the city, and they led him to the brow of the hill, to the brow of the hill, and on which the city was built, that they may throw him down over the cliff. Crazy! They took him up to the cliff, cliffside of the hill. 
on which the city was built, that they may throw him down over the cliff. This group of demonized individuals wanted to throw Jesus, kill him, destroy him, because he he did the Father's business. And I see what takes place. When you take a, when you take a stand for the gospel, when you speak truth to power, when you speak about the things concerning Jesus Christ, about the kingdom of God, demons will react. And demons will get people to do things against you and your family. That's exactly what happened, and it's recorded in Luke chapter 4. But I love verse 30. Then passing through the midst of them, he went his way. They didn't even touch him. Their, their intention was to throw him off the cliff, but they couldn't do it. They couldn't accomplish the mission, for the Father was with him. And I love verse 31. Then he went down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and was teaching them on the Sabbaths. And they were astonished at his teaching, for his word was with authority. Now in the synagogue there was a man who had a spirit of an unclean demon. And when he cried out with a loud voice, saying, let us alone, what have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, be quiet, because obviously the demons are prematurely revealing who he was. God had a timetable by which he was going to reveal himself, and he didn't want a demon to reveal his identity prematurely. So he rebuked the spirit, saying, be quiet, come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him in their midst, it came out of him, and it did not hurt him. Then they were all amazed and spoke among themselves, saying, what a word this is. For with authority and power, it commands the unclean spirits, and they came out. And the report about him went out into every place in the surrounding region. So after they tried to kill him, what did Jesus, how did Jesus respond? He went to kill and hunt down demons. As you begin to get stalked, as they begin to hunt you down, as they begin to plot against you and seek your destruction and, and death, you, re, you retaliate by conducting the work of God and go against demon powers. Cast our casting out demons. Start preaching the things concerning Jesus Christ, the power of God's word, and you'll have opportunities to cast out evil spirits. That's exactly how Jesus dealt with those who tried to kill him. He went after the demons. Our, our weapon is not, uh, you know, as, as the Apostle Paul teaches in Ephesians Chapter 6, we do not war against flesh and blood. Our battle's not – yes, I, I get the fact that we have physical enemies. Oh, I truly understand that reality. But ultimately, it's these demon powers behind individuals. They're causing individuals to do crazy things and to come against you, to curse you, and to, to fight and to battle you. Jesus says, bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. So you bless those, but you come against the demons and you hunt them down to destroy them. Jesus was saved from his enemies. I have been saved from my enemies. And that's exactly what I want to talk about on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett. I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends.
welcome back to Deliverance. Several several years ago, I was in a small meeting hall in a major, major city here in the United States, and I was surrounded by bloodthirsty spirits that desired my blood. These filthy spirits were within a small group of former Satanists that were that we were ministering to. Our prayer team had made some tremendous spiritual progress as tens of thousands of demons had been driven out. But there were some very strong spirits that remained and were intent on hindering us from going any further. We were determined to press forward by the power of the Holy Spirit to free these dear saints of the demonic torment they had been enduring and suffering. In the small meeting hall, we had been praying when suddenly a strong demonic presence manifests itself, not only within the two ladies specifically, but also others in the room. The demonic intensity was off the charge, my friends. The demonic intensity was off the charge. I've been in some incredibly brutal environments throughout the world, but this was truly a Intense warfare that was simply off the charts. One demonized woman began to pour out blasphemy and mockery. The demons within her violently assaulted me. They began to pick up items in the room, break break them, and use the sharp edges to mutilate the body. The demons were cutting themselves, and blood was being splattered everywhere, my friends. We continued to pray and command the demons to submit to Jesus Christ. They acknowledged the lordship of, of Christ, but on this night... They were outnumbering the holy angels that were with us. Remember, holy angels are created beings. They're not like our God who's omnipresent. They're not omnipresent. They're powerful beings, but they're limited in number. So on this particular day, there was a limited amount of holy angels that were with us. But numerous demons were in that that meeting hall with sadistic rage like I've rarely seen. The vile, the vile, violent spirits in control of these ladies went berserk with the slicing of the body, therefore causing a bloodbath. A bloodbath. We're going to draw your blood next, man of God, boast of the demons. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> you're not shedding my blood. That's exactly what they told me. We're going to draw your blood next, man of God, boast of the demons. For more than an hour, this went on as the demons used a variety of broken objects to cut me. God protected me, though. I escaped from death, and my blood was not drawn. They tried to cut me. They tried to draw my blood, but my blood was not drawn by a demon on this night. One Luciferian spirit laughed and said, Kathy has been poisoned by us. Apparently, one of the ladies, one of the ladies in the room named Kathy had been poisoned earlier in the day by this demon who used another lady to pour some cleaning solutions in her drink. Crazy. Later on, it was discovered that the lady had been feeling odd after tasting something in her drink, and, and and even thought maybe perhaps somebody spiked her drink. Well, someone did spike her drink. A demonized individual hell-bound and killing her. 
the one lady was so badly injured by the demonic forces that we ended up taking her to the hospital, but God healed her. While in the hospital, as we continued to pray for her, she was discharged shortly thereafter. God's so merciful, as he spared me from this horrific blood fast. I was able to miraculously escape from death and from being seriously harmed. I'm telling you, my friends, there's no greater power than Jesus Christ. You need him in this world. Our world is not getting better. Our world is not churning in mass numbers to Jesus Christ. Most of the world is under the spell and the sway of the evil one, the Bible says. Yes, it's true in pockets in different locations throughout the world. Many are coming to know Jesus Christ. The gospel is being powerfully preached. But I'm speaking about the from a global perspective. Most of the world is under the sway of the evil one. But he's able, God is able, though, to protect his children. You are his child, and he will protect you, and you'll be able to miraculously escape from being harmed. And you you will escape death. Now, it's true. Let's let's not be naive. They can attack the enemies of the cross, can attack your body at times. They can attack your mind and your emotions, but they cannot harm your spirit. They cannot spirit nature, for your spirit nature has been raised up according to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And when God raised you up, then Colossians 3, 3 takes place where God the Father places your spirit nature in his son, Jesus Christ. For once you died, but now your life is hidden in Christ and God. That's a beautiful, beautiful. In fact, it's the best place to be in because God the Father loves his son. And when he looks at his son, all he has is love and compassion for his son. If you're in Jesus Christ, then he has compassion and the utmost respect and love for you. Almost 20 years ago, I found myself in the midst of a prison riot in all places in Western Africa. While in Benin, the capital city, I had the honor and joy to conduct on a weekly basis chapel services for the largest prison in the country. The chapel services were held in a makeshift room in the middle of the large prison compound. Unlike a lot of prisons in many places that I visited, this prison didn't have any jail, jail, uh, jail cells, as everyone numbering in the many thousands was simply just placed in a walled compound with little shade and shelter from the elements. Moreover, it should be said there was little food distributed among the inmates caused an extremely volatile environment, as you can imagine. During one of our services, chapel services, all hell broke loose. As the inmates started to riot, and we were right in the middle of the riot at that. I thought to myself, this is probably the worst place to be in in this prison. However, we were not alone. God's mighty angels stood on, around us on guard. And to this day, though it's, it's been nearly 20 years, I can still recall the eyes of one rioter who was in a demonic frenzy. He was in a demonized, murderous rage. He had grabbed a large, large stone with jagged edges, and while another rioter was pinned down, he began to 
massacre the pinned inmate. I prayed as the blood flowed from the rioters. Supernaturally, though, in the midst of this prison, we were not even noticed by the rioters and was simply ignored. I truly believe that the demons of hell desired some truly evil things, but we were spared of certain injury and death. All glory to God who does protect his precious children in so many ways. God loves and cares for you, and he will protect you as you yield to him, as you trust in him. And perhaps you're listening to this podcast, you've never trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation. Well, today's a great day to do that. Just simply pray with me. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you would just simply trust in what Jesus Christ did at the cross some 2,000 years ago when he laid down his life, taking your sin, my sin, took all griefs and sorrows, sicknesses and diseases and curses, and nailed him to the cross so we could live in victory and in, and in the kingdom of God. What a privilege and honor it is to serve God. And God loves each and every one of you. He expects you, though, to repent. There has to be a change, a mind of heart, and you have to be willing to make that change with God's power. I want you to be thankful for what Jesus did on your behalf, shedding his holy blood, dying a substitutionary death on your behalf, atoning death a sacrificial death, so you can be reconciled with God. I want you to pray with me. All prayers is talking to a living God who's there. Many are listening. I know many of you are wanting to give your lives to Jesus Christ. I want you to pray with me. Just say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me of all my sins. I repent and choose on this day to follow you, Jesus Christ, for the rest of my life. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your goodness, your love for me. I commit to following you and declaring you, Jesus Christ, as Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. If you just prayed that prayer, you made the most important step in your journey of life, and that is committing to your Creator who loves you and who desires to use you now in His work, in His kingdom here on earth. Welcome to the family of God. Now, I remember some time back I was invited to assist a young man who had seen combat in Iraq as an army soldier. He wanted to find relief from the demonic torment that, that he had been battling for years. During an exorcism with this young man, a forceful, violent, demonic spirit surfaced, claiming to have power to destroy me. I asked, how did you enter this man? I inquired of the spirit. I entered him while he was in Iraq because he enjoyed killing people, the demon informed me. We have strong powers. Now, I could really tell that, that these demons were quite boastful of their abilities. They wanted to intimidate, but they failed. To prove their power that they claimed to have, the demons within this man caused this man to, to, lean, up on the, to lean up from the sofa that he'd been sitting on. And with a burst of energy, he lunged at me with the hopes of killing me. As he got about a few meter, uh, a few feet, 
maybe two, three meters. I merely felt a holy presence coming from behind me and meeting this demonic force halfway. The holy angel literally threw this man under control of these demonic powers back into the sofa with such force I had never seen before. It was as if he was thrown like a, a ragged doll to the sofa and, restra- and was restrained so I could continue to minister to this young soldier. I was left untouched by these demonic killers, and the young man, and the young man, the young soldier was set free from many evil spirits and healed of various diseases. I'm here to tell you, Jesus was spared of certain death. I just read to you from John chapter four. It was pre, it was premature death. He had much more work to, much more work to be done. And I'm so thankful for these opportunities that we have to minister to, to people. I also recall being spared of being beaten by an Islamic mob. <laughs> you don't want to talk about being spared. I was with an evangelist friend of mine, and God had one night had called us to proclaim the gospel of all places at a Nation of Islam convention. Now, the Nation of Islam and its infamous leader, Louis Farrakhan, were in town. Conducted a one-night conference at the city's convention center, and we knew God was calling us to the meeting to counter the hatred with the love of Jesus Christ. More than 10,000 adherents of the Nation of Islam were in attendance, and there wasn't a seat to be found except two. (laughs) Two that were reserved by the Holy Spirit for Alan and I, my, my evangelist friend and I, as we stepped into what? Into that convention center, we were greeted with hatred. Every fiber of my being was being penetrated with this hatred, this hatred for the gospel. And rage as thousands looked at us with disdain. We represented the life and the light of Jesus Christ. They were there to honor a man who espoused Islamic death. They looked at us with disdain as we took our seats at the very top of the large auditorium. Now, Louis Farrakhan delivered a fiery, hate-laced speech to the very enthusiastic crowd. It was during this time the Holy Spirit prompted us to get up and to head towards the speaker's platform to proclaim Jesus in this place. Now, to the natural mind, it would be deemed impossible as the nation of Islam militant bodyguards and aides numbering in the dozens surrounded Farrakhan and would surely prevent anyone from getting close for any period of time. However, by the holy power of the cross, we not only were able to get to the bottom of the oratory, but we were able to get within 10 yards of Farrakhan as he preached his antichrist message. Jesus desired for this man and those of his followers in the building to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We were determined to obey God. Amazingly, for many minutes, we stood there as at the astonishment of the many thousands assembled. How could two young men get so close to our leader while he was delivering a hate-filled message without anyone stopping them? Many, I'm sure, were wondering that. As we prayed for the salvation of these precious souls, a small security detail for the nation of Islam surrounded us and escorted us out and took us into an interrogation room to be detained, which we were. The demonic presence among these individuals were extremely strong and powerful, more so than I anticipated. 
these were murderous evil spirits driven to conquer lives to the threat of death. And all Alan and I could muster was simply quoting John 3.16, those who were just guarding us. It was that kind of suffocating place. So God did allow us to preach the good news to the personal bodyguards of Louis Farrakhan. Upon our release, we continued our work of the gospel just outside the massive conventions. And we continued to preach that Jesus was risen from the dead and warned those that who would listen to Louis Farrakhan that they were, they were, they were, he was leading them to, to death and doom. As you can imagine, this caused an uproar among those leaving the meeting and encountering this. And one young man was that heard this was immediately thrown into a demonic fury and approached me quickly with his clenched fist drawn back and demanded to know what I was declaring. Furious with me, I'm declaring that Jesus is Lord and that Farrakhan is a false prophet. I clearly stated to all who could hear. Just one look into this man's eyes said it all. He was intent on killing me for slandering his beloved leader. But God protected me, and God will protect you, my friends. I did not retract my statement, and this just caused an even greater level of rage to rise up from within him that literally compelled him to destroy me. God prevented that, and I was spared of death. He backed off, and an off-duty police officer begged for us to leave, and as he believed a riot would surely break out. We did leave, but we were thankful for the opportunity to talk to so many souls about the love of Jesus Christ and to expose the evils of nation of Islam. My friends, I'm telling you, Jesus Christ is alive, and he will protect you. You can escape death. You can escape death, and you can escape eternal death by calling upon the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says so very clearly, Jesus does. Jesus. He's conquered death, did he not? Through his, the powerful of, of, of his resurrection? Of course he did. And in John chapter 11, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who, he who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Well, do you, my friends? Jesus is alive, and he will allow you to escape death. I bless each and every one of you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 